and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I've got a tasty amount of topics this week that may interest you. Going from tackling your weaknesses to me running and prepping for the Brighton Marathon. Yes, I know, big news. Traveling to Australia um, and Jujutsu Kaisen recently watched that i wanted to cover a little little tiny bit of detail for the anime there and then also stopping playing video games into your mid to late 20s why does it happen so a little bit of a range of topics for everybody hopefully there's a little bit of something that you like there and if you're listening in or watching in then you know you're you're tagging along but we're going to start with tackling your weaknesses and what do i mean by that well recently i started uh, swimming for the first time in something along the lines of eight to 10 years. I'm now 27. I realized that the last time I'd gone swimming was like when I was like 18 or 19. I was just trying to get in back into some sort of fitness routine apart from my running at the time. And I think I just let it sort of set to the side as we all do with certain things that we're not comfortable with. We just kind of push them to the side a little bit and go, you know, I'll tackle it when I can and it will come up when it will come up. But for me now, I'm realizing things like cycling and swimming for me, they're kind of exercises that I'm not too comfortable with, especially cycling as well, which I am gonna try and get back into by getting on the bike in the gym or buying myself a road bike to be able to put in some miles, but also I think I eventually wanna do an Ironman and I eventually wanna do a 26 mile run for so the marathon the cycling and the swimming and i realized like i'm a really shit swimmer like seriously bad swimmer i've realized that like i may not feel my asthma when i'm running or when i'm weightlifting but i can just i i don't know what it is i'll do a length of the pool and i just feel like a kid again i just feel this lack of ability this lack of confidence when i'm going for a swim and i don't know about you but i feel this I have to be on my own doing it because I feel like the room is surrounding me. You know, it feels like it's closing in a little bit and that, you know, there's no one else in the pool, thankfully. Like I normally go uh, straight after work on a Monday. I'll do two a days where I do the weightlifting in the morning and then I'll do the swimming in the evening and then go for a bit of sauna afterwards. But, you know, even when it's quiet or if there's only one or two other people in the pool, I'm just... I don't know, I just feel uncomfortable with it. And it's bringing back that uncomfortable feeling that I had when I first started running. It is the same thing. I remember the same feeling when I went into the gym for the first time. Like you're you're being judged. You're not really. It's all in your head. And I brought it back and I realized that, oh, this is such a good thing. This is something that I should share. Something where I've started the beginning. You know, I've, I've talked about weightlifting and cardio and all of these different things that for me have become a joy now. But when you first start out, it feels like that uncomfortable feeling. And I don't know how you replicate it apart from tackling stuff that you're not, you know, are considered weaknesses. They are things that you aren't that good at. And starting again from the zero, for me, is exciting. And I'm really interested to see. So, for instance, I started by doing 30 lengths. 30 lengths of the pool, back and forth. And for me, that was tough. That was a really tough thing to do. Uh, And I was going breaststroke for the first, for one length, and then um, I've totally forgotten what the uh, over over arm swimming is. See, that's how bad I am. I don't even know the techniques for swimming. 
and I'm also trying to manage my breathing. I'm not wearing goggles because I want to get into the habit of, well, they might not always be there for me. And I'm in a chlorine pool, it's a lot easier to do rather than swimming in the ocean where you want to protect your eyes from the salt. So there is that. But there's, I don't know, there's something about being in the water. And for me, it's only a 1.2 meter pool depth wise. So it's, I can just stand up to be able to get back into that comfortable feeling of, oh, rest, lay at one side of the pool and recover. But for the, in the length, where I'm really pushing myself to get back and forward, it just feels like I'm, you know, I'm pushing myself into an asthmatic asthma attack. It's not good. It's not, I'm not overdoing it. I'm not sat there where someone's going to come over to me, dude, are you all right? Are you dying? Are you okay? No, it's not like that. It's, Dude, how do you feel? But it is to the point where I'm sit sat there with myself like, this is new, this is tough, this is something I haven't done in a while. It's like when you do yoga for the first time, you, you, you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is a lot more difficult than it looks. It's one of those things where you're doing something new. I, I don't know, I wanted to share that experience a little bit because I imagine there's a lot of other people out there who, who are thinking about doing something. There's always that first step of going into something brand new. It's kind of scary, it's the unknown. I've talked about this many times before. By tackling the unknown, you push yourself into an uncomfortable situation. For me, for instance, I had to take out a second gym membership to be able to do this. My current gym doesn't have a swimming pool in it or a sauna. Oh, boo-hoo! Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. So I had the ability to spend an extra 30 quid a month to get this extra access, and not everyone can do that, I understand, so I am very privileged in being able to do these things, but what's 30 quid when you have the ability to tackle something that you're not too comfortable with, and you're gonna build upon the foundation of saying, ah, oh, I can actually do this, and I'm not scared of it anymore. Because there's, for instance, another good example for something that I've been doing this year that I've talked about before, I am currently doing driving lessons. I've done something along the lines, we started back in, I wanna say November, November, no, December. So December, it's been three months of doing lessons. It's around 12 or 13 lessons. And I'm feeling I'm getting more into it. I've done all four maneuvers. Uh, I seem to be more and more alert one of the things I struggle with is I easily get uh, distracted by conversation, for instance. If I'm in a conversation, I'm actually quite intent in listening to somebody. I'm absorbing what they're saying and I'm really thinking about the details. So the problem with me is if you're in the car with me having a conversation, I've also got to be very aware of all of the things around me at the same time. So it's a new thing, a new detail of having that ability to do two things at once and allowing my brain to be able to handle that sort of information. And I'm getting there, slowly but surely. And I'm sure that by June, when my test is, my car test, I'll be able to get there. But I'm, I'm realizing that this is the, the things in life. I'm 27, I need to make sure that I am tackling everything that I, that's in my life that I am fearful of, scared of, anything along those lines that could potentially hinder me. And I think of when I'm like 80 odd, I'm thinking I should have done this and I should have done that. And I don't want to be thinking, well, I didn't do that for this reason or that reason. I don't want to be thinking to myself, oh, why am I such a bad swimmer now when I could have been putting in the work when I was younger so that it benefits me? I like the idea of what I was doing with my running. I've evolved into a better runner as I've got older and as I've put the time in, the minutes in, the days in. 
And the same with weightlifting and with calisthenics. The more reps you put in, the better you get at something and the more fun it becomes for you. Because the better you get at something, the more positive feedback you're getting. And therefore, it makes it more fun to do it rather than it being a chore, which is always the good thing. I think that's the main thing is being able to tackle it because when it's in the unknown, it is just a chore. You're just doing it and you have to have that mental callous on your mind to be able to keep going back, etching it away to be able to get there in the end. Uh, it's not easy. It's never easy. Nothing ever worth doing ever is. But I, I, I don't know. Tackling weaknesses. It's a theme in the podcast. And I hope you, the listener, get something from this and that you're going to go out there and find something you're a little bit scared of and you just want to do it and try it at it and yes don't do it in front of loads of other people first and imagine you're going to get it right the first time you never do uh i don't think i will be doing any swimming in front of anybody anytime soon it will take me a full i'll get a full year under my belt and then i'll start uh saying that i can do swimming again that's always the way isn't it i'll be like that guy from golden boy the anime where he's just like don't just swimming honestly you ought to be taking our classes not teaching them yes there's a beginning class opening next week <laughs> just slowly drowning himself as he does it but no again tackle your weaknesses there's the message there so it's positive and i think it's very easy to let things go by if you're a smoker you continue to smoke and you know you shouldn't do it or allowing the unknown to be there for me obviously my driving allowing it to get to 27 years old and not having a driving license is very easy to allow that thing that sort of thing in life to happen and that's fine you just tackle it now know that it's there it's never too late to tackle something it's never too late to get in get the action done so moving on Running, I know, maybe I should switch up the topics, I, you know, in order, I'm just going with what's on my mind at the moment, and one thing that could be interested to you, the listener, the viewer, is the Brighton Marathon. I've talked about um, all the time, all the running that I'm doing, and my prep for the marathon has been intense, to say the least. I've failed at marathons four to five times, I can't remember the fifth, the fifth one was like... So my first ever marathon attempt was when I was 23, 23. and it was one of those six-hour challenges where you just run around a lake uh, for as long as you can, and I think I got something along the lines of three, three and a half hours, and I only got 18 miles in, something crazy like that, something really bad. However, I will give myself a teeny bit of credit as it was 36 degrees Celsius that day, so yes, rather hot. But I was born in the summer, so I, that's not really an excuse. 
and I don't like excuses. Attempt two was that the same year, and it was in December when it was freezing cold, and I managed to get 21 miles, I believe, in that year. And I was also doing a ketogenic diet, and I can physically remember this. I had to, I don't know if anyone's had to deal with this before, any runner out there who's found this before, is I had to shit in the woods. No way, please see it, don't give me diarrhea. Um, yes. That is something that happened, and it was because I was eating like protein bars that had this fake fiber in it that therefore gives me stomach aches when I'm, and then running just like empties you out, even with good carbohydrates in you. So be very careful of what you eat when you're running. These are little lessons. I'm giving you a few gems here when you're running. Be careful what you eat. Make sure that you follow some of the guides. For instance, one thing that I found on my fourth attempt was that the golden golden amount of energy I was going to get out is like toast with honey on it was uh, porridge with peanut butter in it with a little bit of salt in your water and then taking some sort of caffeine as well to be able to get yourself to get through it and then have a midway mark where you're going to resurplus your body with some sort of glycogen or some sort of energy bar that you can take with you in the middle. I think I ate it around mile 20-ish, 19.20 uh, on that attempt. And I got all the way up to 24.5 miles. The problem that I failed at that time was that I didn't eat salt tablets and I cramped up both my legs, just had to stop on the side of the road. Like both my legs, cramped. I had to walk home on these just like legs that were totally, they were gone. There was literally my, each time I was moving my legs, it was just severe pain. There was just, it, you know, when you can't, I don't know if anyone's ever had to deal with this. You just physically can't run through the, it's all gone. They're just stiff. They're just, and you can feel it. You can slowly feel the buildup of the lactic acid within your legs. And then that's it. You can, you can just feel, it's like a slight twinge and start off with, and then you do a few, you do one more mile, and then you feel it in the second mile, you're just like, oh shit, and you start to slow down, and then that's when it hits, and you, you just feel like, oh, it's like cramp almost, except the cramp never stops, it just is there, and it doesn't stop for another two hours, basically, I was in the shower afterwards, just dealing with it, so that was attempt number four, attempt number three, I don't even know if I, I think I got like 20 two maybe 23 miles in as you can see i've progressively got better and better over the years but it's taken me from 23 years old all the way up to 27 to get to that point and i can now do I've, i'm now prepared for the 26 the big boy and the difference between all of these runs is that there was elevation in every single one of them the difference in the brighton marathon is that it's actually going to be hopefully a little bit flatter Hopefully, I'm allowing myself a little bit easier of, of a, a map or a running route, whatever you want to call it, to be able to uh, get this 26 miler in and to be able to get it in a record time of three hours and 29 minutes. Although I'm training at the moment at an average of a seven minute 50 pace, which will be getting me be much below that. I'll be looking at around seven and sorry, three hours and around 25, maybe even 20 minutes, depending on how fast I'm doing it. For instance, I did a 16 mile run the other day. Uh, I stopped and started on that run, and I still manage a seven minute and fifty uh, fifty second, seven minute and fifty second pace on this run, which is fascinating, isn't it? Like I'd got, I'd built up such a um, a backlog or a, enough time in the first, I would say eight to ten miles that in the following six miles I was able to stop, take in a few breaths, recon 
be myself and get back into it. It doesn't make it any easier. You have to have that mental capacity to just keep on slogging through it. But it means that I'm getting there slowly. I'm going to be doing a 19-mile run, not this weekend, but the, the weekend after. And that will be giving me that energy and that mental capacity f- you know, to continue to prepare for the Brighton Marathon, which will be in April the 2nd. My plan is to have salt tablets, to do the exact same thing with my meals again, high carbohydrates, make sure I'm having some sort of spaghetti bolognese the night before to be going in the next day, having salt tablets on me this time, and also having some sort of liquid carbohydrate to be able to have with me, even though they taste like crap. <laughs> there's there's very few out there that I'm like, oh, yes, this takes, tastes really good. No. Uh, so I will try my best to keep you updated on some of these things but that's the plan so far and it's it's truly exciting for me because I feel like I'm at my peak capacity for running I'm going to be cutting a little bit of my weight because I'm currently weighing in at around 88.5 kg I want to get down to around 87 and I think that'll be enough to be able to get me to the pace I want to be at it's so funny I was talking to my driving instructor about this Um, you know you look at me my weight my physique as for myself I was lonely, ostracized because of my weight. My father had great dreams, but things never went my father's way because of my weight. Willie, what are you doing here? Come on, let's go! Whatever my father touched turned positively putrid because of my weight. Over the years, I tried to join my father in his business pursuits. I wanted to gain weight. I failed because of my weight. Sorry, son, that's the way things are. Now, I was all alone because of my weight. I was going to have to learn to survive or be destroyed. And I did learn. By the time I got out, I had acquired all the skills needed to begin building my weight. I even took a new name, Fisk. But I quickly became known as Fat. I used my weight to break into the law enforcement computer system and to eradicate all records of my weight. I knew you were ruthless, but this... The sacrifices must be made. It just doesn't match any of the other runners running at my pace either. <laughs> so funny. Like, if you look at most runners, they're just really kind of lean people. And the best of the best, they're just bones, it seems like. I just don't ever want to be that person uh, who can't do pull-ups, push-ups, and also run. I, 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 who can't do those. It's either one or the other. I'd rather be able to do both and be a little bit less better at either of those uh, and be able to do both, which... That was English, by the way. I'm sorry, that didn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) Nonetheless, uh, the idea is hybrid. Be able to do the calisthenics and the weightlifting and also be able to do the running uh, and do them at the pace that I want to do it. What I've realized recently is that you can always be comparing to other people's marathon times and you know half marathons and how how fast I run compared to you could be easily misconstrued as something that you should be trying to achieve yourself. Or, or I could be thinking, oh yeah, I need to be running at Goggin speed. It's No, it's not the case. It's like you can use them for motivation, but it's like you need to improve slowly over time. And that's something that I like. Like last year, I ran uh, 1,000 
150 miles and then this year I'm going to try and increase that to 1200 or 250 and it's just small increments so if you can do that then you're heading in the right direction and that can that will just make you a little bit happier each year rather than think to yourself I'm going to run 2000 miles next year I'm going to run 3000 miles the year after that I'm going to run 4000 miles the other day. no it's just too much you need to make sure it's like when you go into the gym for the first time you're not going to go in and bench 225 for the first time or you're not going to go in and bench 315 or 100 kg or 150 kg, whatever you want to, you know, think about in, in any of those ways. Moving on again, I hope you enjoyed the running and the tackling the unknown. We're going to now think about a little bit of Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, what is Jujutsu Kaisen? It's probably the most, uh, the most famous anime going on at the moment in Japan. It's also very well loved at the moment as a series. I think it's only been two seasons. I've only seen season one and i've loved every minute of it i'm watching the dub at the moment i know back foul beast they seek the ring bearer for not watching sub oh my god man you watching this dub bro this show's good in english come on man you gotta watch the sub they put so much more emotion into everything they say like you dude i'm not watching the sub relax listen man just watch it in japanese it's way better Honestly, I think I prefer the sub over the dub. Let's go. Let's watch the sub. The dub's trash. Yeah, you hear that, don't you? No, I just changed your life for the better. I know, but you don't have to think. Did you hear the delivery on that? Come on, bro. This is this is way better in this language. You're you're an idiot. I know, I know. I'm a monster. I do watch sub a lot of the time for for a lot of things, especially when I'm watching South Korean uh, movies or if I'm watching European movies as well. I will have subtitles on for most of the time because the dub is just embarrassing. But some of the um, anime dubs really good and Jujutsu Kaisen is really really good in terms of a dub it's it's fun to listen to as well so I, I do think I recommend watching it in dub I will watch it in sub as well because that's like just kind of you know it's good to have a comparison but sometimes for instance Bleach as well I would just prefer to watch it in dub it's just so much more fun for me personally because I'm watching the subtitled uh, blood thousand year blood war arc when i was watching that i was like yeah it's good in sub but i, w I originally watched this in dub and it was better in my opinion uh i know sinful sinful back to the jiu-jitsu anyway my i can't believe they've got such an op character it feels like we're watching one punch man where there's a character like him so you, uh gojo in in the jujitsu kaizen who's the guy with the blue eyes and the the cool bandana over his eyes to stop him from turning into a demon it's so cool like really cool concept that he has control of what you would class as the void so space time and you know this power red and blue combination and the idea that he's so powerful that it's just like he has to keep this bandana on him to be able to stop him from turning into a demon because of the, all, all the power. And he's also just an interesting, fun teacher. When you, you realize like some of the students, then they're, they're never going to be as powerful as him, but he's cool to have to show the potential that they could have throughout the show. Maybe he's a little bit OP. Hey, I wasn't planning on showing up, but you got kind of roughed up, kid. 
I'll show the second years. Say cheese. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? Where in the hell are we? How did I get here? Sorry. Get it. What is this place? Hey! Oh, no. It'll all be fine. I mean, really. You're kind of weak. <laughs> And that might mean that you're going to find, oh, it's a little bit boring. He's always going to win. But there's, there's something around the show that allows that to continue and have the story have him as a background character rather than as the main character, which is Itadori. Uh, Itadori? Sorry, let me just get the notes up. It's, no, Yuji Itadori. Sorry, my, nearly called him Yoto. So weird. But he, Yuji's really interesting because he's the vessel of the demon lord basically and it's really really cool powers because initially even before eating the finger uh, of this demon he basically just is already physically strong and i'll probably play one of my average clips in a minute of, of which i've played before which is so good i love it every time it's just like yuji itadori join the base the athletics team my sweet sausage Kalichi, what the fuck is up, cunts? Oh, Coach McGurk, you fucksack! What do you want this time, huh? Itadori, what? your clear gifts of physical prowess are wasted in this spooky little flip-flop grilled cheese bullshit club. Join the sports club, my sweet little tender sausage. Do it! Man, I crush a bowling ball with my ass cheeks one time! I am not joining your stupid fucking sports club, cunt! <laughs> I will never, ever stop loving uh, a bridge series anime on YouTube. It is one of my, as I've already done with Dragon Ball Z abridged, it's one of my great pastimes. I, lo I love it so much. It's so creative in so many ways. Uh, and it will make myself and my sister laugh till the end of days, which is just clearly a family trait is finding some childish overdubbed uh, anime a humor, humorous thing. But that's fine, that's fine. Anyway, so uh, Jujutsu Kaisen in terms of main character, relatable, fun main character who's loved by his friends who just wants to do the right thing, who, again, I, I've talked about this, it's fun to finally see a non-anti-hero main character within anime who, who you can re relate to and has side characters that were actually really interesting as well who have their own backstories that aren't so in-depth that it takes a whole episode to explain all of them. It takes just a short amount of time to be able to get in and be like, okay, this is their motivation, and this is how they relate to the main character, and this is how we're going to keep it in a school environment and still make it interesting without making it weird and what most people think of anime is uh, in certain, certain cases, which is dodge. <laughs> and it can be, and it can be. But yes, I'm not going to go too, too delve into Jujutsu Kaisen because I don't really want to spoil the storyline. I would just say if you, the listener or the viewer, are interested in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen or in anime in general, please go watch it. It's a bit of fun. The first season's fantastic. I, I'm looking forward to jumping into the second season and a couple of the movies as well to, to keep going. And uh, You know what? Just finding new stuff. One of the things that I've found as I've got older is it's hard to find new music for instance or new shows and really get into it you feel like you've built up such a backlog of great films and great positive music or great things that's really hard to find the same level you know once you get to a certain level in life it's hard to go backwards you know you watch a bad film and you're after you're like five minutes in you're like no i don't want to watch this this is bad <laughs> so there's like a bunch on my netflix accounts of uh on my netflix account of halfway watch films where I'm just like, nah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's relatable or not, but, you know, it is what it is. So, 
Jujutsu Kaisen. Please watch. I've realised I've slowed down on the gaming. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes in life, life just kind of like, you have different things going on. When I was very younger, I used to play video games all the time. I used to be really into it. I used to be really kind of sold on the online Xbox 360 era slash PlayStation 2 slash playing in person. And ever since that's gone away, I've kind of lost any sort of true joy in the matter. I don't know what it is about the gaming industry, but there seems to be a lack of creativity. And I don't know whether that's because it, they're making the same game over and over again, or whether they've just lost any sort of new ideas, but I just don't know about you, but I find that there's less of a reason, maybe the game's also being like 60 quid each, or maybe because once you play the game you have to get a DLC to be able to keep going, or maybe because the online industry just doesn't have the same community that it used to have, or maybe because it's too um, silly or stupid or whatever, I, I don't know what it is, It miss, it's missing something for me personally, I've stopped playing video games, I've played it a lot less, like I play it once a week, and even then, I'll play it for an hour or so and just be like, well, I'm done, you know, I'll just listen to a podcast and I'll be playing some video games, just like looking at the, the Play Store and just think to myself, like, is there anything here that I'm really interested in? Because some of the, the solo games, like Elden Ring, for instance, or Skyrim or any of those, they're so in-depth, they're so long that they're, they're great to, to jump into, it's really exciting, but there's no online games you know you've got warzone everyone plays that that's you know fun for a couple of rounds but after a while it just gets a little bit dull same with call of duty fifa etc they've all been around for a while but there's nothing truly breaking the boundaries of the video game industry at the moment uh, and maybe i'm just being a little bit hip you know i'm being a bit too critical but i just want something new something interesting something that's going to break grounds like when i i remember turning uh, as a teenager being like 13 or 14 I, there was the assassin's creed then there was call of duty 4 then there was like um oblivion there was gta there was like so many different different games out there um what else is there there was like fable 2 there, there was just this constant flow of creative brand new games to try out and now it just feels kind of dull so maybe maybe it's just me but I don't know. I, I feel the, the video game industry is drying up. Maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, harsh, seeing as it, it, it's, it's expensive to make a game nowadays and not everyone's always going to buy it and therefore it's going to have to make a profit and all of these things and advertising, blah, 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 blah. But it just feels to me that this the market is saturated with the same stuff. So, negative on that one, but moving on from, from, from video games. Traveling. So for the this year is going to be very interesting in terms of where I'm going to be doing a few podcasts abroad. Uh, once again, bringing in back here last year as well, and and I travelled quite a bit last year. I should be trying to travel just as much this not as not as much, but travelling to different places again. I'm going to be going to Australia in March. I'm really excited about that. I'm seeing a friend I haven't seen in person for like five or six years, which is madness. He's been on the podcast before, Alex Young, and. It would be very interesting to see, uh, go to Australia for the first time since I was like 21, so six years ago, and 
life's a little bit different. The pandemic obviously showed Australia is a, a very strange uh, environment in terms of how many lockdowns they had. So it's not exactly uh, a positive thing. I don't know if they were better or worse in terms of cases for COVID than in, in comparison to the United Kingdom, but it wasn't exactly the place to be. I tried to go visit back in January of last year, but they were still in lockdowns and COVID rules were still too tight to be able to visit. Sadly, that was the case, but I'm very excited getting some sun. Uh, I am very pale after being in the UK for such a long period of time, and it is kind of cold and gloom. Not too cold, but you know, it's a bit gloomy and grey around here in the United Kingdom, and I'm really looking forward to getting some sun, seeing some friends, and eating some good barbecue, all those good things that come with Australia, as well as having a few beers and relaxing for a while, even though Christmas was only two months ago. I know, the, the winter period can kind of feel like such an extended long period of time, and it's kind of down and dreary, and, and having that break in May, March uh, will be really nice and break it up, because as soon as I come back, it'll be April, the, sorry, it'll be the second half of March and moving into the spring period of time, and that's when we're on the edge of summer. Yeah! Love it. And that's when the sun comes out and I become a even more positive person. I know it's hard to believe. How how can how can he get even more smiley than he already is? <laughs> it just is. It's just I don't know what it is about being a human, but being out in the sunlight, being out uh, having uh, being in a beer garden or ha going for a run in the in the boiling hot sun or just going for a walk and listening to a podcast and having that simple pleasures of the life, man. It's just so so good when when life's like that. So, as always, leaving it on an extremely positive note, I hope that you've gotten something today. Maybe you're going to tackle a weakness that you haven't done before. Maybe you're going to go uh, look at your training log. Maybe you are going to go organize an event like running the Brighton Marathon. Maybe you're even going to go watch some Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen. Or maybe you're going to find the old friend that you haven't seen for a while and go travel and see them. Either way, it's going to be a lot of positives that are going to come out of life you, for you, the listener. Or maybe you've just enjoyed listening and you're thinking, fuck it, time to end, time to turn this shit off. So, <laughs> this has been the Teller's Tales Podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now. Funky little flip-flop, grilled cheese, bullshit club. Join the sports club, my sweet little tender sausage. Do it.